Welcome, everybody, to the next episode of Chiefs Focus First and Ten. We are here with JP and Caleb. What's up, bro? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm good. Happy birthday, by the way. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. It was a fine nice to see the Chiefs win on my birthday weekend. Uh, yeah. Usually what happens is they start 4-1-0-5, and they end up losing that game. So but it was yeah. nice to see them finally do it. You doing yeah. all right, man? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. You know, it was crazy. Uh, I put out a tweet today out of, you know, some of it was frustration. Some of it was just, and it wasn't so much frustration as it was. We've talked about this on the show in the past. You know, Twitter only gives you so many characters. And I know you understood and other people understood. But, you know, heck, I mean, it picked up a ton of likes to people that actually understood what I was talking about. But I did have some people that had some comments. And that's okay. I mean, you know, you're going to get them. But I wanted to clarify this because, and I know you wanted me to clarify it as well because you understand it, but what I meant by this tweet, and I will put it out, I mean, I will read it on the show that way people understand what I meant by this. I only had so much room to tweet at the time, and, and I was going back and forth between my page and the Chiefs Focus page, so it was difficult to continue, but I put it that Mahomes continues to stay in the pocket. This is going to be a long season. This is not his game. The experiment is over. What I meant by that was, and I explained this over and over again, <clears throat> to fans that continually tried to bash me and say different things. Some got very belligerent. You know, it is what it is. But look, over the last three years, the wide receivers have gotten used to Mahomes rolling out of the pocket. That's what's made him and set him apart from every other quarterback in the league and, and honestly, the history of the league. Mm -hmm. He is best when he does roll out of the pocket. You know that. I know that. Everybody knows that. In fact, weirdly enough, you and I have talked about this over the last two or three shows, and then all of a sudden Nate Burleson pops off and says it today, you know, in the pregame show. And he said, you know, what I've noticed with Mahomes is that he's standing in the pocket so long that he's getting hammered or he's throwing interceptions or he's throwing mm -hmm. the ball in the dirt. And my point behind this was, is that, you know, people, and honestly, people actually brought up, well, longevity is great for, you know, it, it extends the career, his career. It does not. This is not an extension of his career. Yes, it does help him. And I'm not saying he doesn't need to learn pocket presence. That is not what I'm saying at all. So I want everybody to understand this. There is a balance between both, but 90 plus percent of the time staying in the pocket for a guy that is not used to doing that and a team that is not used to seeing that is one, it's not conducive to us winning. Mm -hmm. And two, it's, it's putting him in danger more than it is him rolling out of the pocket. We've uh, seen okay. this. Okay. We've all seen this over the last three games. He has been hit four games. Actually, he has been hit more. In the last four games, and I think I've seen him hit all last year. Mm -hmm. Well, going over film and watching how many times he's been put in the dirt, the sacks that he's he took two sacks today. He was hit. Yeah, he did. What, yeah, he was hit what seven times, you know, one down by the knees. And that mm -hmm. should have been called, and the player should have been ejected, but it didn't happen. He got hit really hard down by the knees. And that was there wasn't even it wasn't even a penalty. I don't understand it. But regardless, that was my point behind this. If you're going to put him in a position to become a, a pocket passer or to use the pocket to his advantage, that's great. But you have to have balance between the two because he is best as a backyard-style quarterback, and that's mm -hmm. what has made him who he is. So to limit you. him, limit, and that's what they have done, or that's what's happened, he has been limited to staying in that pocket 
and he's been sacked. He's thrown <clears throat> interceptions. He's thrown more balls in the dirt than I've ever seen him throw. Yeah. And you know, I mean, you've seen it. You've watched it. You know, I watch film all day. I watch all 22. I slow it down. I speed it up. I look, I, I, I zoom in. I look at plays. I look at his footwork. I count the seconds down to the millisecond of how long he's in the pocket, when he moves up, when he steps back, and when he rolls out. And going backwards over the last three years, he has done so much better rolling out of the pocket. Even we had a horrible defensive line. He mm-hmm. played better as a overall played better, I should say, mm-hmm. when he was able to roll out of the pocket and he was under, you could call it duress or you can call it just him being himself and doing, playing his game. Yeah. That's what I meant by that. I don't want to see him injured. I don't want to see him being planted every other third or fourth play. And, you know, today he had a phenomenal game under yardage. I mean, his, I mean, he averages on, I mean, honestly, he averages over 300 yards a game last year, the year before the year before that he averaged well over 300 yards a game. And he still threw four or five touchdowns a game. Yeah. I think he averaged four touchdowns a game in 18. He averaged three or four touchdowns a game last year for the most part Mm -hmm. this year, you know, he averaged three, 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 and then five. Okay. So I'm not complaining at all other than the fact that he does so much better and his numbers are, are declining in certain areas because of this, his frustration level is going up and you can see it in his face that he's not able to just take off and run. I've seen him. And there was a couple of times, even mm-hmm. last week that he, well, when he threw that ball in the dirt last week, and mm-hmm. I think they called it intentional grounding if I'm not mistaken. Um, he, oh no, it was, it ended up being that pick. Do you remember the pick he threw last week out of the two? One of them, he just threw because he was, he stayed in the pocket. He didn't roll out and he stayed in the pocket. And when he threw it, it was, I think it was to Kelsey. The first one he went out and uh, Kemp couldn't catch it. The second one went over his Kelsey's head. Yeah. And he kind of came out of the pocket a little bit. Very little, but it wasn't his normal rollout where he gets to the edge or he gets to the sidelines. He, he, he just moves around so much that he's able to, you know, get away from these defenders. Mm -hmm. And it looks like that he is trying really almost too hard to stay in the pocket and to stop being a mobile quarterback or being mobile when he has to be. And I understand that he needs to have both, but there has to be a balance to that too. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's all I meant by that. It is going to be a long season if he gets getting put in the dirt. And I mean, I, I haven't got, I haven't got a chance to go back and look at the stats yet because this game just ended, but I guarantee you over the last four games, he has been pressured and hit and sacked. And, and I know he's thrown more interceptions than probably ever before. And definitely in the month of September. And he's never lost in the month of September. And he's never lost to teams that he should have won or should have beaten scoring 35 points a game. And I understand the defense didn't help, but people brought that up, you know, well, that's not what's losing the game. Look, man, the guy threw for 50 touchdowns, 500 or 5,097 yards and only had 12 interceptions doing Mm -hmm. this exact same thing with the dead last defense in 2018. Yeah. And then somebody else brought up, well, they had film on him in 2018. Okay. Well, what about 2019? What about 2020? They had film on him after that. 
but he was still doing the exact same thing. The difference was, is they couldn't figure out a way of stopping him right now. They're that's why we lost two games in a row. Part of the reason, not all the reason, but that's part of the reason is because they they realized that, okay, we, we trap Hill. He's stuck in the pocket and nobody else can see him. He sees a lot better when he's out of the pocket. They see him a lot better. That's what they're accustomed to. So the wide receivers have been doing it. You know, the main wide receivers that have been there have been doing this for how long now for what well, this is the four season. Mm -hmm. They're used to this. He is a different quarterback. He's not like Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry, or Tom Brady. He is a quarterback that he's not a pocket passer quarterback all the time. Yes. Is it a, is it something he needs to learn? Of course it is. Every quarterback needs to have it, but that's not all he needs to have, especially when he is the best at rolling out and moving and finding wide receivers and buying himself mm -hmm. that time. We signed Orlando Brown that is used to being with a extremely mobile quarterback. So I'm sure mm -hmm. he can protect him if he's on the move. It's that simple. And that's all I meant by that. It wasn't a dig at anyone. That's all I was getting at, but everybody took it a different way. And when I explained it, you know, on Twitter, for the most part, all the people that were trying to slam me, they came out and they understood and they agreed with me. And then you still had a couple other ones that, you know, one guy said, I can't believe that, you know, she's focused in this net. He doesn't understand the whole concept behind us and she's focused, but that's fine. I don't care. It's the fact that he doesn't really understand the game of football and what I meant by it. It's well, just you weren't. Simple. Well, you, I don't think you were wrong in your explanation because you're just trying to say he needs to be. They need to let him lose. Let him do it. He's not a pocket passer. Now, granted, they have an offensive line set to where if they need to do that in the future. But right now, they really don't need to do that per se. They can run the ball finally. So if you're scared about him wanting to stay in the pocket, just run the ball. I mean, today Clyde Edwards had over 100 yards rushing, and the team had over 200 yards as total. So that should, should show you everyone that this team can now run the ball. That's something we haven't really been able to do in the Mahomes era. And now that we have the offense line to do that, I mean, we were able to take considerable time, drive after drive after drive after drive, to make sure they were continuing to do what they had to do. And that was spectacular because you could finally see them like, oh, thank goodness, we can finally take off time on the clock when we need to. I mean, the, and the offense line was ready. Now, yes. granted, certain things did not – now, certain things did not work out our way but overall it did better than what it could have been i mean yeah mahomes to interception he's still, some, still trying too hard sometimes and that's uh that's a frustrating but i think they'll figure it out in the end but we got to get into this defense because that's where the main concern is in my opinion oh uh, yeah definitely definitely i mean there's there's issues on that defensive line and look my first overall thought and i want yours first but i want i want to hear your first overall thought on the defense defensive side of the ball where do you think the problem mm -hmm. lies it's Spags and the coordinators. They have no willingness to change at all. They do not want to change. They finally put Dornell Daniel, and I was like, oh, goodness. They finally put him in. It took a miracle for that to happen. Yeah. Um, I don't understand what they're doing. Um, it looks like Spags is stuck trying to run his game plan. Uh, we need to put fast guys in there. I love Sorensen, but Sorensen is more of a situational player on like a third down. You need – Juan Thornhill on the first and second down, along with Matthew. They don't know what they're doing with that. They seem to, since Sorensen has made these awesome plays, think he should be able to start him. Sorensen either will have some good plays or he will drop off. 
when it comes to Neiman. Neiman should have had a forced fumble, but the Andy and them did not want to throw the challenge flag yeah. or New York didn't step in. So Neiman, and, and no one liked this, but uh, Philip, who comes on the show, put out a great tweet. He was saying Neiman was actually bringing it intensely, even though he missed the tackle. He forced, uh, I forgot who it was, he forced the running back to the offside and everyone else knocked him out of mass. So stuff like that is what you need. And then Mike Hughes, I don't know what they're going to do with him. He's struggling. He is yeah. really, really struggling. Yes. Um, I don't know if it's the defensive scheme, but it, every all the struggles on the defense and Chris Jones on the edge should play more inside. This all stings from Spagnola. It's Spagnola's defense, so he's part of the issue. So it's Spagnola and every single one of those uh, defensive corners, defensive line, linebacker, uh, safeties, cornerback coach. I mean, all those guys, they need to be held accountable as well. We can't just get mad at the players and Spag. Those coordinators need to be held accountable. I agree. I agree. I mean, look, we said this before, and a lot of the problem is, is we don't have, now Mike Dana is filled in. Oh, he's the only one who show, really showed up and Chris yeah. Jones kind of did this thing. But every time it seems like there's these terrible offensive lines, the Chiefs can barely get through. Yeah. And it's that's like the it's problem. an impenetrable force. Yeah. They can't seem to do anything. It's funny you say that too, because I had somebody that is kind of, you know, I mean, a big name guy. Um, he flat out said, he said that whole 2018 draft sucked as far as the defensive side. And I was kind of the beach one or the Dorsey one. He was kind of alluding to both really. I mean, he was kind of going with the 15 and the 18 mix. And I said, well, which one, you know, which players are you kind of, yeah. Well, the 15 draft four years. Yeah, I know. It was like the, the, there was two drafts that he mixed in together, but he was bringing up mainly the 18 players that we brought in from the, on the defensive side. And I couldn't really, at the time when he said it, I couldn't really imagine who he was talking about. And at the, I, I don't really remember at this point who he drafted in 18 on the defensive, on the, on the defensive line side of the ball. I'd have to go back and look. It was Tano, I think. Yeah, Tano was one of them. I think he was one of them. And then it was some other guys that Dorsey, this was Dorsey's last draft. And a lot of those guys aren't on the team. Exactly. So I, I, I don't know exactly what he alluded to, but he is, you know, a guy that's in, you know, he's basically an agent. And, you know, he said that the, the biggest problem that we're having is, is that it's, it's one, it's, it's situational because the players aren't in where they're supposed to be. And I, me and you have said that numerous times on the show that these players aren't in their positions. That's one, but that's on the coaches. Just like you said, mm -hmm. another problem that we're having is, and, and you can look at any, I mean, I look at the Dallas edge rushers, mm -hmm. man, dude, they're just speedy. They're quick. They jump off the ball so fast off the snap. Mm -hmm. So quick. We don't have that. We just don't have it. We're not blitzing quick. You know, we don't, I guess. And part of the problem is with the blitz, the only, we, we do a corner blitz very well with Snead, mm -hmm. but when it comes to, you know, a line blitz, we can't do it. We don't have mm -hmm. the speed to do it. We just don't. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you bring your secondary guys in and then you're leaving everybody wide open, especially when they're snapping the ball or when they're throwing the mm -hmm. ball so quickly. So it, it's very difficult to pinpoint one specific player. But I will say this. Dan has filled in so well that I think what we had talked about prior personally and what we've heard may just happen. And, mm -hmm. um, he may have just taken a, a position, but, and he's done very well. I well, will he say he finally that. got some sacks. 
Yeah. And he did well last week. I mean, I'm yeah, not he got stuck last week at the wills. I think. Yeah, he did. He, he did. did. Yeah. And he's, he's doing very well. I can't complain about that. Chris Jones needs to be back on the inside. If you put him and Reed together, you're going to see a lot more production. It's just that simple. Mm-hmm. We have got, we have got to find somebody for that corner. It's that simple. I don't think Chris Jones is ready for that. I, I just don't. Um, not yet. No, he's just not. That line struggles. And look, we said this, and I don't want to harp on the same thing over and over again, but it's just a trickle-down effect. It's, it's, it's like shit rolling downhill. If your defensive line doesn't do their job, your secondary gets thrown off, it, they, they, they have to move off their assignment. And when they do, and you have anybody that's got half a football IQ, that's out there on the offense, they're going to exploit mm-hmm. it. And that's what's mm-hmm. happening. And, and they're exploiting this, the fact that our defensive line is struggling. And with that being said, they see our assignments getting blown within the secondary. So they're going to exploit it. We mm-hmm. should have never allowed the Eagles to score 30 points on us. Now with yeah, the trash time, was... mm-hmm. the trash time touchdown is what it is. Okay. But I don't think they should have been able to score 24 points on us. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't have. I'm sorry, but Dallas's defense isn't that great. They're just not. They've got two really good players. Really. I mean, when you really think about it, they've got two decent players on their defense. Everybody has said that their defense is not great. That's going to be their Achilles heel all year long. And they destroyed destroy the Eagles. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't understand how it ended up being that they were going blow for blow for us in the first half. Yeah. They were keeping up and it was very concerned. You're like, look, teams, it looks like teams are going to start, are going to start trying to, as soon as they get down to the red zone, they're going to go for on a fourth down. So all the chiefs have to do is stop them every other time. And Mahomes and the offense has to score and you're going to have a 14 point lead basically for the most part. If the offense can score those score that day, exactly. so I mean the the formula is there. If these guys, if they can give these other teams a struggle, then they can really do it. Exactly. I mean that's you know, and, and it's something that is it's very concerning. As I talk to you about and a couple other people, I know for a fact that the Chiefs have explored options um, to help with this defensive line, and they're exploring other options as well. But that is going to if this, I'm not going to say names, and I know everybody always wants me to say names, but I'm not going to say them. I do know that they are, they've talked to four different other players and, mm-hmm. or agents and players, I should say. And I have a feeling one or at least one or two of them are going to get signed. I'm not going to say for sure, but they are exploring that option. Yeah. It's, it's got to be something that gets, it has to get done at some point because mm-hmm. we're in a position now that we're four weeks in. We just beat a team that, honestly, they're not good. They're, they're, they're just, decent, but they're not the best. They're definitely not the best. They're struggling. I mean, we should allow them to score that much many points. Now, they have a lot of weapons, granted, but they were doing something that Spag was, was not prepared for. They had the ability to get the ball out of their hand quickly. And yeah. Spag was having third and five. Let's have the cornerback line 10 yards off the line of scrimmage. That's yeah. not – they're gonna just going to easily run a quick – a, a slant or a, or a play in the flat 
And then yeah. there he goes the first down. Like every time it's like after the they would not he did not want to adjust. And I don't know if it's him. And I know he's a super winning, super bowl winning quarterback. Three I mean, defeat defensive coach three times. He's lost one time. He went to Super Bowl with the Chiefs. But man, he got to change it up. And I know Andy isn't one to like Andy isn't one to go in like to do stuff. But look, you're gonna waste Patrick Mahomes' career the way the Packers have done with Aaron Rodgers to an extent. If Andy does not step in and do something, yeah, and I, think I don't know happening. if Mahomes can pull some strings. I don't yeah. know if he's going to, but something has to change because you don't want this to happen to where your teams are struggling because we need a, a, a good defense if we want to win. Yeah, I have a feeling we can wipe. If we can in the playoffs, we can win the AS, we can win the AFC. I'm not worried about this. But when you get to those the Super Bowl and you're gonna play against these high power offense, such as maybe the Buccaneers, the Rams, or the Rams, the Rams, or maybe are killing the Cardinals or the Cardinals, who the yeah. Cardinals beat the Rams. Hey man, you gotta have a good defense, they're gonna eat you up. So they gotta figure something out. We need some fast linebackers, Ben Neiman and Dor- Dor- uh, ben Neiman and um, Dirty Dan are situational players. They should not be in there every single play. No, but players be. such as Dorno Daniel, Juan Thornhill, and uh, and others play. Armani Watts, I mean, you had these guys on your team for years, and you wanted to play these other guys. Now, granted, did he get paid? Yeah, I understand Thor- um, Daniel got paid, but you had to have these other guys in there in order to help. And if you're not going to do that, man, we need speed. We're too yeah. slow. I yeah. like Kitchens, man, but he kind of a little slow. He slimmed down. He's doing great, but he's a little slow. When you come down to the other issues, man, Neiman, he's a little slow. He's not getting from sideline to sideline. And I know he did great in that Super Bowl run and helped us win the Super Bowl. But, look, we can't live in the past. We have to live in reality now. Exactly. Yeah, this is this is the time to make a change. And, and you're right. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I don't know. Uh, I do know. Um some a certain scenario that is going on within the defensive coaches and I'm not going to get into that but from what I understand that's supposed to be getting taken care of but again well, it needs to be taken care of basically like yesterday because the does. way they play was pretty pathetic it, it, you're right and it does need to be taken care of um I, I'm under from what I understand they're working this out I don't understand well I can't say this I do understand the situation with Juan Thornhill to an extent i don't understand why this is continuing but this has to stop this has to be squashed ended and he needs to be on the field period end of story there's no other there's no two ways about it the man needs to be out on the field he's your best defender i'm not saying nothing bad about dirty dan i'm not even dirty dan needs to be in those plays like the third and goal exactly the third and short made the third and forever because dirty didn't has a knack for the ball but to me he's proven that he is not an every down player and that's something no. i think spags is trying to squeeze out and like you have other players that can help and i see what they're doing but it's not going to work out then it's just it's not. not it's not and you know the one thing that you, you know that i know a lot of fans don't get and it's it's part of football it's part of every business in general mainly sports but when you are a contracted player, the NFL is not going to sit a player that they have just paid a lot of money mm-hmm. to because they're not playing up to their standards. Well, he's I not know even making that much, though. I think he's making so. Is he on a one year deal? Is that he's what on he's on? A one year deal. Yeah, it's not that much deal. money. So it's like, look, he's a great special teamers. They, I, it just. It confuses me how they're making players such as Jordan Daniel, Armani Watts, who are obviously younger, 
who have been around this team a, little, a couple years less, but they understand the playbook. They should be getting time. And Dorian Daniel, he's kind of getting older. He does. I don't know if he has a speed. He has an act for the ball, but he's in those situational. Let these new guys. I mean, to see Dorian Daniel finally play just told me everything. I'm like, yeah, finally some new blood. I think even Nick Jacobs put that out. So just kind of one of those things you're like, I don't even know, man. It, it's I just know. frustrating. At this point. I know. I'm going to be honest with you. And when Nick, when it, honestly, I no slam against Nick Jacobs. When he puts something out like that, it's like, wow, he actually saw this because usually Nick doesn't see a lot of things like that. And, and I was pretty surprised that that was even so. And, and I was, I'm glad he put it out because there's times that, you know, either there's certain things he sees and doesn't see, but you know, I was happy to see him out there. I, I think that Again, going back to it, you know, you see this a lot in the NFL. You see it with other teams, not just ours, but, mm-hmm. you know, it comes down to a financial situation and they, they you know, it's, it's kind of like the Frank Clark situation. Okay. You pay a guy, everybody complains. You know, I've seen probably 50 different tweets today about fire, get rid of Frank Clark, get rid of Frank Clark. Why the hell are we paying him? Why the hell are we playing him? Look, they're doing what they can right now. I'm not going to go mm-hmm. too far into this whole situation with Frank Clark, but they are going to do what they can to figure that situation out. In my opinion, I think his job just got taken. That's just my opinion at this point. But yeah, you I have to realize. Yeah, but here's the thing: you have to realize if they can't figure out a way, which I think they are, if they can't figure out a way, you have to realize there's a 36 million dollar dead cap space sitting there if they just cut him. So they can't every- do that. There's they can't it, yeah, do they it. Can't. So all these guys on Twitter that keep saying cut Frank Clark dumping, blah, blah, blah. Well, why don't you guys go cut a check for 36 million and hand it to the chiefs so they can cut him because that's mm-hmm. what somebody needs to do. Period. End of story. You just can't cut a guy because you don't like him or you don't like the way he plays mm-hmm. when it comes down to money like that. It is what it is. Okay. That's a ton of money to have dead sitting in. I mean, just, I wish somebody would throw me $36 million because yeah. they, you know, it just is what it is. And that's what mm-hmm. you're doing. You're throwing 36 million down the drain. So there's got to be other, there's, there's other avenues that you can take. It's a little more difficult, but you can take other avenues or explore other avenues. I should say to be able Mm -hmm. to end a a remedy that situation. Yeah. Now moving on from that, I I do have a feeling that if he doesn't come back in the next couple, three games, uh, (laughs) and there's going to be a change made and it's probably not going to be for the best for him, but it is what it is. Um, Mm. I like Frank. I mean, I did like Frank. I, I, I still do like Frank. I don't have, you know, a bad thing to say personally about the man. I, I think he needs to realize that he's an NFL player and he's being paid to do what he does best or used to do best. And so far that, he, I mean, he just hasn't done that. Um, he's got After the help. Super Bowl year. It's just been kind of like, where has he been? Exactly. That's what and, it seemed like. Yeah. Yeah, and we know that he's had some issues, uh, physical issues, you know, and in, injuries and other things. But regardless, it's either either you can play or you can't. And at, at the end of the day, it's a business. And at the end of the day, it's about whether you can do it or you can't do it. If you can't do it, then you just can't do it. But we have to make some changes. Now, Mike Hughes, you brought up Mike Hughes. He is struggling. I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know why he's struggling so much. I don't know what's happening with him. Baker has done a great job. I mean, in my opinion, he's, he's out there. He's doing his job. Um, you can tell we're missing Ward. 
I'll tell you that much. Everybody that bitched and complained about Traverius Ward all last year, every time somebody brought up Ward's name, it was about a complaint. But boy, are you missing him right now? Because I am. Ward's always been consistent. That's one thing I would say. He's always been pretty consistent. Yeah, he has. Yeah. So, you know, and it look, Tyron Matthew can't do it all by himself back there. Um, Baker can't do it by himself. Sneak can't do it by himself. You know, there's certain things that we had prior that we don't have anymore or we we don't have right now. We don't have Ward on the field. Okay. Mm-hmm. We don't we we don't have Breezy anymore. Everybody bitched about him, but oh my God, now he's gone. You know, and you can see yeah. the difference. I'm sorry, but you can see it. There's a difference. Plain There's as day. a difference. I mean, Helen Keller could see the difference. Stevie Wonder can see the difference. So don't tell me that uh, uh, these guys on Twitter that think that they're fucking coaches can't see the difference because they can. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not just about five touchdowns versus one interception. Like one guy said, I'll take that all day long. Okay, great. Will you take Mahomes getting buried in the dirt all day long? Will you take a defense that's allowing, you know, 30 points a game all day long Mm -hmm. because we're either missing a player that we should have kept or we're missing somebody that's injured or a player that's not living up to par or a defensive Mm -hmm. coach, not spags that is not doing his job and not putting players out there or saying they shouldn't be out there whatever the case may be, that's the problem that we're missing that, that is not working out. And that's the stuff that has to change. I seen fire spags 15 times today on, on, on our, our, our chiefs focus page. I'm tired of hearing that. Look, you can't, you can't just fire the defensive coordinator because of this. This is not just on him. There's a lot more coaches in the defensive side of the ball than just him. Yes. He's the leader of the defensive coaches, but he can't Mm -hmm. be everywhere at once. And when things get brought to his attention, then yes, he's going to look into it, but he's one man and he's relying on others. Just like every other business, they rely on other people to relay things back to them. And he relies on his coaches to relay things back to him. Mm-hmm. That's not something that's uncommon. The owner of a business relies on his general manager who relies on his managers below him, which are relies on the assistant managers. And then, you know, it just, it's the chain of command. And, you know, when you have hundreds of employees, you can't just think you're going to watch every one of them because it just doesn't happen. So you have to figure out a way of situationally putting yourself in positions so you can Mm -hmm. see what is being missed during practice, what is being missed during the film, what is being missed maybe between certain coaches and certain players that you may not see. And that's something that I'm alluding to that. I probably should have overstepping my bounds, but that's what I'm trying to get at. And I think he's looking into that part of it. Our defense was a hell of a lot better last year. It was a hell of a lot better the year before 18 was our worst, you know, really defensive Mm -hmm. year when, you know, it just really is what it is Um, out of this whole Patrick Mahomes era, you know, 18 was the worst year. So right now we're struggling in a few areas on defense, but mainly it's the defensive line. And what I was just trying to say is everyone's saying spags, but there's other coaches. I mean, if the wide receivers were not having no, like, what was it? Five, four, five years ago when the Chiefs had no, we did not have a receiver touchdown. You really can't say the offensive coordinator to an extent, but you have to look at the offense, the wide receivers coach. Okay, what are they doing? Why is there no separation? So it's like, we can talk about corners all day, but you got people under them that if they're not helping, it's going to make it bad for everyone else. Exactly. Exactly. And that's when, you know, that's when your coordinator steps in and goes, okay, so whether it's either 
my, you know, my, my defensive line coach isn't helping my cornerbacks coach isn't helping, you know, whatever the case may be. So I mean, why are they putting Chris Jones on the outside? I understand they're doing like, I feel like that experiment is kind of done. For yeah, right I do now. too. There's do no too. one to help. There's no one to really help him. It no. seems like, and I'm not saying Chris can't do, he probably can, but he can only do so much. He, he can only do so much at the end of the day. Yeah. It's, 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 it's similar to what, you know, it's no different than what I basically said about Mahomes. It's you're, you're, you're pushing the narrative too far. Okay. Yes. In one aspect, he's done very well in the pocket, but in the same aspect, how much better could he have done if you take 30% of that time he spent in the pocket, one, you lessen the blow that he takes, Mm -hmm. you lessen the interceptions that he's thrown, you lessen the balls that got thrown into the dirt, Mm -hmm. and you really lessen the injury factor. So you're opening up different avenues by splitting, by, by balancing it out a little bit more. Yes. They have balanced out the run game tremendously and CEH is doing a phenomenal job. I'm not going to take that away from them, but you can't go away from the run gate or from the pass game either to a degree. One of the touchdowns Mahomes threw today was for a half a yard. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it is going to happen. Yeah. Those are going to happen. But you know what the funny thing is? Somebody said, well, he has to have a great short yard game too. Dude, do you know how many short yard touchdowns he had last year that were two, three shuffle yard passes into the end zone last year, the That's year before you quite a few. So he's it's not like he's never year. had a good short game, a short passing game. He's always had it, but he's always mm. had a great long game too. And right now it looks like with the exception of like three, I think two went to Tyreek. Oh yeah, two, three went to Tyreek, and then one went to Fortson. Yeah, yeah, one went to Fortson, and they weren't like the one that went to Fortson. I think was a forty-seven yards or something like no, that. No, no, the one to Fortson was a shovel. Yeah, that was a shovel. Another shovel. Yeah, another yeah, shovel so pass. One, a two shovel passes. So one went to Ceh, one went to Fortson, and the other three went to Tyreek. And Tyreek had two short touchdowns, and one and long, then one long ball. Yeah, one long ball. One long ball. So think about it like that, okay? This is a guy that is used to being able to do both. And how many times did he get hurt? Really, truly get hurt running out of the pocket? I don't remember once. I don't really see any. He's going on hurt. He gets hurt mostly kind of in my scene was in the middle of the pocket. I mean, we exactly. saw him take shots today. So it's like, yeah, you can be a pocket passer to an extent, but you but you have to figure out different things. I mean, it, it, you do. But the thing is, I think they're going to figure it out. And the and I know people want to say say this, and they may not agree with me. Well, can Josh Gordon play defense? Look, if the defense is going to play, sorry, you're going to need Josh Gordon to help score 42 points per game in order to outplay people. I'm just being honest with you. If the defense yeah. is going to play with that, you're going to need Josh Gordon there. Yeah. And it's here's just going to make everything a lot better for everyone. Let's explain this, too. Let's get this out of the way. I'm tired. Oh, of yeah, we need to talk about Josh Gordon, too. Yeah. Yeah, we got to talk about this because I'm tired of hearing that shit. And I had to explain this to a player, and I'm not going to mention this to, to, to who this player was, but everybody out there that keeps complaining about Josh Gordon and how's he going to help. This is how he's going to help. When we were at our best, we had Sammy Watkins, even though yes, he missed four games a year. Okay. It doesn't matter when Sammy was on the field. You had Sammy, you had Tyreek, you had Hardman, you had Kelsey, and then you throw Robinson in, you throw Pringle in every once in a while, whoever it may be. Okay. 
when we had Chris Conley, same thing. But when you had Sammy on the field, and just if you take into consideration Sammy, Tyreek, Kelsey, and Hardman, those four wide receivers, just those four guys, and then you throw in one other wide receiver, that's when Hardman played his best his rookie season. Why? Because you can't cover everybody. And when you have somebody like Sammy or Josh that is fast, can catch, great route running ability, can take the hit, you're opening up avenues for every other wide receiver to be able to catch those well, long balls. Hardman's going to be able to eat. Pringle's going to eat. Robinson's going to be able to eat. I mean, exactly. Morrison will probably be able to eat. And then uh, Marcus Kemp, if he ever sees the field again, will be able to eat as well. Exactly. So this is going to help everyone. Exactly. It's going to help everyone, and that's what we need right now. Exactly. It's not taken away from anyone. All this is doing is adding to the – it's opening up avenues for everybody to be able to eat, to be able to feast on the Thanksgiving dinner that we have every single Sunday. And that's what we have to be able to do. Yes, Sammy was injured. Everybody bitched about him when he was injured all but the time. When but when Sammy was in there, it helped his team so much better. Every single time he helped win the Super Bowl, the first one. Every single time Sammy was on the field, we just destroyed it. Destroyed it. It just, it's very strange to me that for some reason he hasn't been injured this year, but whatever. It's only four weeks in. Give it time. But. This is going to be an opportunity, and I have a feeling we're going to see Josh next week. It may not be. I think so. I do, too. I, I heard it was going to be next week, and I think it's going to be next week. Well, that's and, what, like, uh, Schefter, not Schefter, Ravenport was saying this morning, like, he's already grasped a good chunk of the playbook. I will not be surprised if he's out there for a good amount of time, especially for packages. Yeah. This is going to be a Sunday night game against the Bills. If the Chiefs can beat the Bills, this is going to be important for this team in the franchise. If the Chiefs loses the Bills, the Chiefs will be talked about all season. Regardless, oh, yeah. I think regardless of the Chiefs win or lose, they're going to be talking about can they really do it. And yeah. that's going to be something because Josh Allen, I don't. I think he's a good quarterback, but I don't think he has like the best accuracy. And he's going to be against a good team. He got exposed by the Steelers defense. Now, regardless of that, he's done really well. The Chiefs defense needs to step up and expose him again. Exactly. That's what we need. Exactly. If we don't have that, then it's going to be a long, long Sunday night. Yeah. And if you noticed last week, our defense really stepped up until they just got gassed. You know that. I mean, it is what it is. They stepped up, they got gassed, and then they kind of fell off. Mm -hmm. But again, we were rotating some players in and out. Things were looking a little bit better. They had different schemes going on. We have to be consistent. We have to do the same things. We have to look at what we're doing, who we're playing, and make sure that we have the right players in against that opposing offense. Mm -hmm. And that's something that, you know, this, this week I have a weird feeling. I don't know why I have this feeling, but I have a feeling that they kind of thought we're playing the Eagles, a rookie, complete rookie coaching staff, a rookie quarterback that's been struggling, an offensive line that's completely makeshift that really kind of manhandled our defensive line. And that right there tells me in a nutshell that our defensive line needs a lot of help because honestly this game proved it that proved it it proved it right there it absolutely proved it because their offensive line is not very good and they're they're struggling they're new they're all makeshift and they got a quarterback that really 
honestly, I'm, I'm nothing against the kid. Five years from now, he'd probably be very good. Two years from now, he'd probably be very good. He's not bad now, but he doesn't have the skill level to be able to do to score 30 points a game. But he did it against us. Even though the one was a trash touchdown, I get it, whatever. Yeah, the whole point, gonna it's going to happen. But honestly, that trash touchdown should have made it 17, not 30. I'm sorry, but it should have been. So, and their running back, honestly, isn't that great. And they run over the defensive line. So running over like, the defensive we line. Have, we have too many holes. It, we we do. don't know. They don't know what to really do at the end of the day. Exactly. So it starts with our defensive line and then it trickles back. But I can tell you this right now, if the defensive line was short up, our secondary would play so much better. If Charvarius Ward was back on the corner, our, our, our cornerbacks would look so much better. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. And when, when, when he comes back, you're not going to see Mike Hughes out there very often. You're just not. It just is what it is. I think Mike Hughes has potential. I just don't think they're putting him in the right position right they're not. now. They're not. I mean, he's trying to play too many positions because we are down one guy. And one of our best guys, actually, I mean, he really is. And when I don't care, people could say what they want. We lost breezy. We lost somebody that was very good mm-hmm. and we penalty or not. We lost somebody that was very good. I mean, it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it, we just have to start it with that defensive line. That line has to be shored up. And once that's done, I think things, and then we get a couple of guys back that are injured. When we get Willie Gay back, that's going to change a lot of things as well. Willie is a beast. going to play next week? I'm hoping so, yeah. From what I heard, I thought he was going to be back next week. We'll see. Um, if he, We'll find out, actually, if he's practicing next week, we'll see. You know, Even if he's limited, we'll find out if he's going to play. But um, I did hear that he was going to play week five, but that could change. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway, um, I think, you know, if after this performance – from what I heard about the players that they talked about, I have a feeling that maybe one or one, at least one is going to get signed. They've got to figure out something on the edge. It's just that simple. They have to. So um, I agree. It just is I what agree. it is. And they need you, to bring Chris Jones back to the middle. He needs to be on the inside next to Reed. And that would change everything that would close those gaps in the middle where those running backs are just destroying us in the middle. That would change everything. So, and we get a speedy edge guy on that side. That's going to kill the, the screen game for everybody. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it will. Anyway, what do you got now? Um, I had a question. Let me think. Uh, yeah, man. No, you're not wrong. I think that's kind of what it comes down to is like, they got to figure out, they got to bring in some more players to help because if they don't have that, they're just going to struggle. And yeah. I don't know what they're going to do. It's just a little frustrating. It is. I mean, it, it's frustrating. It's, it's just, you know, I don't know. I, I listen to the, some of these fans and it's just so irritating to hear. Well, there's no positivity. It's like, look, okay. They, they, they could have lost, but they didn't. But we, we see now with the potential of the offense and now we see they could take it to a whole nother level with Josh Gordon. Yeah. The defense however, has a lot of work to do. And I think we need to have a top 10 defense in order to win. This defense is too wishy-washy, and we don't want to get to the playoffs and lose the game because the defense cannot make a stop. Exactly. We have to do something. Because as we see, man, teams will go for it, go for it on fourth and, fourth and three if they're oh, in their own territory. Every game so, we play, every, every we team we played them, has done that. And if we could stop them and score, it helps yeah. us out so much better in the end. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. How about the, the defensive pass interference on Nelson that just got completely ignored today? Yeah, Steven Nelson's burnt toast. They uh, kind of exposed him. Like, he got burnt on several plays by Tyreek Hill. Like, yeah. he literally got ex- burnt and exposed. Like, you see him, he was running, and he couldn't do anything. And then there was one play, like you said, I mean, he grabbed Kelsey, and it's like, that's... He was bear-hugging that's, that's, And then Kelsey was getting mad at the ref, and it was just kind of like... So, but hey, yeah. I, I enjoyed Steven Nelson when he was here. I didn't like how it ended, but he did get exposed and burnt. Similar to what kind of like Philip Gaines was was exposed during this time, so yeah, it's just yeah. going to be like that, unfortunately, during this yeah. time. So, but that was so blatant. I mean, the well, ref was, was pretty bad. Yeah, well, the ref the was three yards from him. Well, the officiating all game was pretty lackluster, if I'm being honest with you. Um, there were like the demon had a fump force fumble, and they didn't re- review it. No, but you would think the Chiefs overhead would have done something. You would have think they would have did something. We never I, challenged. I don't, know why, I don't know why. I don't understand why they're being so passive, though. We don't really need all those timeouts. In my opinion, if you got something, take one timeout. And yeah. then when it came down, there was a couple plays for, I'll be honest with you, this, this Eagles should have scored on one play, but they called a pick play. And I was like, that's not a pick play. The Chiefs got away with something. Yeah. It was just like, how, it was it was just kind of, I don't know how to explain it. it was, the officiating this year has been very lackluster, to say the least. Too inconsistent, and they don't really know what they're doing, it feels like, on certain plays. And it's not just a, it's not just a, a chief situation. It's every I've, – I've watched pretty much every game, and it seems like to me – and if I haven't watched the game, I go back and I watch it on all 22, and it seems like to me that this is something that has been very uh, ev- evident within every game. I mean mm-hmm. – and it seems like there's really, to be honest with you, there's usually at least two crews that are the worst. And then you have other guys that almost want to follow in their footsteps. It seems like, mm-hmm. you know, Hockley's crew is terrible. They always, they, he just sucks. And then, you know, I don't know any other way of saying it. They're a terrible officiating crew. Mm-hmm. Um, this crew today, that guy that when Kelsey was losing it, I was almost a little worried because I thought he was going to get ejected. Yeah, I was he thinking was, he was going to get thrown out. I was like, oh, Kelsey, come on. No, no, yeah. no, no. But I, I, yeah. I knew what he was giving it because the man was grabbing on Nelson was yeah. grabbing on him. And yeah. You can't do that. You cannot no. do that. That's a penalty. No. If Brinkley no. was called for all those ticky-tack penalties, then why wasn't Nelson called? That's that's my thing right there. So. Exactly. Exactly. That's the point. You're exactly right. Uh, I mean, Breezy got caught, uh, got penalized for falling down and touching a guy's shoe with his pinky finger, mm-hmm. and, and that was a, a DPI, but then, you know, Nelson can bear hug a guy, half pull his shirt off, and they don't even call it. So, yeah. you know, it, it just makes no damn sense to me. But um, and then you look at, you know, some of the other things like that hit on Mahomes, of course, in the pocket when they about took his knees out. They hit him high and low. It's like, hit, yeah, high and low. It's like, and, uh, yeah. That's why you don't need him in the pocket sometimes because those plays, they're going to knock you out. Exactly. They can you break know what a if, rib. They can exactly. break an ankle. He's out yeah. for five, six, seven weeks. Yeah. So. Exactly. I mean, if and honestly, you know, no, this is not me trying to prove a point, but if he'd have rolled out on that play, wouldn't have got hit. I mean, if he, you know, it just is what it is. I've noticed that when they're collapsing the pocket, he either does one of two things. He goes forward, he goes backwards, but he's not rolling out nearly as much as he used to. Mm -hmm. And I honestly, I don't remember him getting hurt rolling out. I just don't remember that. So I remember him getting hurt, you know, in the Denver game. I remember, and that was, you know, kind of a freak accident, you know, and that was him running with the ball. But well, yeah, he died. Well, it was this QB sneak. And like you said, man, it was a free axe, freak accident, yeah, freak accident. I mean, he didn't really, 
I don't know of where he's been injured to a point where I would be so scared to not let him play his game. I guess in the playoffs when he got choked and that caused concussion-like symptoms. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, those things are going to happen, but I think he knows, and he's pretty smart. He knows when to get out of bounds. I think he knows what he's doing. So I'm not really worried, per se, but I see the level of intent they're trying to display in these situations because you don't want him to be out because this team needs him. So Yeah, yeah, you do. I mean, definitely every team needs their quarterback, but also you got to realize that you made the decision to pay him the money you paid him, and yes, we do need him, but there's going to be times that, He's going to put himself in danger. And look I mean, what, we saw go ahead. I'm sorry. Look what Alex Smith did. I watched that man. I'll never forget that certain play that he was being honestly. I mean, he had five defenders on him. He took off running down the left hash mark and mm-hmm. dove a good I, man. He it felt like he was in the air for 10 minutes, but he must have dove seven or eight yards. And he got hit three times in the air. He spun like a freaking helicopter, got the first down, got right back up, walked right back into the huddle. Yeah. Okay. A lot smaller guy than Mahomes is. Mahomes has bulked way up. He's big. Yeah, he has. He has I mean, bulked up he, to take he's the not hits. small. They've, they've padded him up right. He's, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, man. I, I get the fear factor to a degree. But at some point, you have to look at it from both perspectives. He hasn't been hurt rolling out. He hasn't really done anything to cause fear in the fact that he rolls out when he has to. And the only thing he's ever done is make badass, monstrous plays to keep us in the game. Mm -hmm. I mean, and yes, does he need pocket presence? Hell yes, every quarterback needs it. The -hmm. only reason he didn't really have a lot of it last year is because he had no offensive line. Yeah, and he had to make do with he got. And I felt like there's a balance. He can roll out of the pocket and stay in the pocket, roll out of the pocket and then also stay in the pocket. Yeah. But it, it's just going to be interesting what he can do. And I, I know he's going to be safe and he's going to make the right decision. He just needs to stop trying to force the ball. Because yeah. when you do that, he's getting a lot more balls in the dirt, like you've been saying. It's just not working out. So And, for, and he's forcing the ball because he's stuck in the pocket. I, think, yeah. I believe that's a lot of it. You know, when you have more time, when you roll yourself out of the pocket, you ha- you're giving your buying yourself a lot more time to find these wide receivers and for them to find you. And then you're able to make those plays. But when you're standing there and you have nobody open and you don't give yourself enough time or give the wide receiver enough time to come back and find you, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? You're going to draw, you're going to dig either get hammered into the ground, get pressured. You're going to mm-hmm. throw the ball into the dirt or throw an interception. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. And you know, this is a great example, you know, two losses in, in September and, you know, and I'm not saying it's all on him. Believe me, I'm not. Cause it's, it's not a all team effort. That's it's every a time team they lost is because no one played up to the, the best, the best they could. Exactly. And that's going to happen, exactly. but you got to address those issues. And that's what the offense did. They address those issues and they figure it out. But exactly. the defense is like one week for good one week. They can't stop anyone. So exactly. I mean, yeah, they couldn't yeah. stop a girl scout group and i i just you know it's it's frustrating i mean it really is but i think you know it would help every little tiny piece like that would help improve the level of play and i think mahomes's confidence would go up his frustration level will go down the wide receivers level of confidence would go up the offensive line level would go up 
everybody's level will go up. And CEH has proven that he's a great running back. Everybody oh, yeah, this bitching. game he proved it. How because about this? this? Game he proved. Dude, prove, dude, think about it like this. How many people bitched and complained about him week one, week two? Mm-hmm. Every, oh, my God, CEH, he just ain't the guy. Aiden not like that he one. fumbled. And he showed that he could do what he needed to do, and that's, that's awesome. That's what we need. Exactly. I mean, you know, it, I don't know, man. It's just – I'm sorry, but it just gets frustrating to me to listen to people complain. It just – it's you know, the level of, of, of just negativity is just – well, the disrespect towards the players, you have people who sit on their couch and haven't played the game and acting like they can do it, everything. Like, exactly. No, exactly. they're in the NFL reason. They may not be the best in the certain schemes, but they made it for a reason. So, yeah. Yeah. It's like that guy that spouted off uh, saying um, that uh, something about Chiefs Focus and me representing Chiefs Focus. He didn't even understand the concept of what we do. He doesn't know our situation within Chiefs Focus. He has no clue, but yet he wants to run his mouth. I didn't slam anybody. I answered questions. I actually explained because I only had so many characters. So I explained what I meant by my, my post. 99% of those people understood it. In fact, we had civil conversations. Mm-hmm. Never did I slam anyone or call a person a name, but this guy just spouts off about something that he, he doesn't know the situation of Chiefs focus. He doesn't know our organization at all, but yet he wants to say something stupid. So mm-hmm. it just is what it is. You know, you're going to get people like that and, and there's nothing you can do about it. You just have to just move forward and, and mm-hmm. move on. But these fans have got to realize that honestly, I mean, you and I spend a lot of time following and watching football. We look at film. We've mm-hmm. been around the game. I've been around the game for a long time mm-hmm. and I spend a lot of time studying this game. And I listen to players. I listen to coaches. I talk to these guys. You know that. Mm-hmm. And I do it for the learning experience, not because I just want to say I talk to these guys. It's because I do it to learn. And I'm friends with a lot of these people. So it's not like I'm talking out my ass. I'm talking because I've learned it and I've, I follow it. You know, I actually really follow it. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's just frustrating. But it is. What I it hear is. you, man. You ready to get into those questions? Let's get to them, bro. We got to get to these things because we got a lot of them. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. First question is from Lynn. Is there a defensive help out there to pick up? Uh, There are several players. I mean, you could possibly pick up a Jamie Collins. You could trade for maybe one of the edge rushers that the Cowboys have. I mean, if you really want to get a cornerback, you could trade for uh, stuff on Gilmore for the Patriots. I mean, there's a lot of different options out there. It's just the right fit and how much money it's going to be. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's four players out there that are viable options that aren't, they're not going to cost a lot. And uh, again, I know that they've been explored, so uh, I'm not going to mention names, but um, there are definitely players out there that, that can be picked up. Yes, for sure. Thanks for the question. Yep. The next one is from SKUWAP KC. And their question is, is there a way we can add a willing tackler via trade or free agency? Definitely draft, but I don't see no one, no want to when it comes to tackling on this team. Sneed, the only exception. Yeah. Tackling as a whole has been pretty terrible. I mean, I think I saw Sorensen whiff like four times a day. 
that I, and I lost track of how many times he did that. So I think there's going to be something that changes. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if they add someone, but just kind of see what's going to happen. However, Beach would not surprise me if he made a move. Yeah, they need yeah, to make a move, and I think they will. I agree. And, you know, look, Nick Bolton had a whiff today, too, and he's very willing to tackle. And he did have a whiff today. He just he actually just jumped a little too soon, but he's a rookie and that's going to happen. But um, yeah, I mean, I agree with that question. And I mean, I agree with the assessment, I should say. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if each doesn't make a move. But we do have some players that are you know coming back that will help. So, mm-hmm. and once that happens, things will change. So, yep. Uh, the next question is from Midwest SKC fan. So, sporting KC fan. His question Are the Chiefs going to make any moves to add defense, either pass rush or secondary? As, as said, said earlier, and I'm going to add, just add this to it when the Chiefs needed, when the when Veach saw that we need help with a, from a wide receiver standpoint, he got Josh Gordon two days later. Well, three yes. days later, he's going to do something with the defense within this week or next week at the latest. Yes. And as far as the, and I'll add to the Josh Gordon thing, he had made that decision about a week prior to, they have been talking for a while um, back and forth. There was about three conversations prior to that move being made. Um, We found Caleb and I found out about that. He put it out into the universe. And um, anyway, we found out about it about, well, we found out that they were interested, seriously interested a couple of days prior and then mm-hmm. found out about it that morning before it was announced. But yes, um, they are looking seriously at making some moves. They've already, mm-hmm. again, we've mentioned it. They are already talked to at least four players that I know of. And there will be some, if, 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 if things work out, there will be some changes and some moves made. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the next one is from Keith Michael Taylor. Their question is, why does Sorensen even play so much? Poor coverage and missed tackles. And do they need to play Bolton Thornhill and live with the mistakes? And old Gay can come back and make a difference. So, Keith, for your question, I kind of agree with you. I don't understand why they're playing a lot right now. I feel like Sorensen and Neiman are more situational players now. However, Neiman did play a lot better today. He did have – it seemed like he played with a lot more heart. He had a forced fumble, which I thought was exceptional. But once again – the Chiefs are acting lackadaisical and not calling, throwing a challenge flag, and they're not doing different things to make sure to help to help, help these players stand out. Um, Thornhill, I like Sorensen, but he had so many missed tackles a day. And it seems like he's just struggling and struggling. So I feel like maybe he should be coming in on situational, maybe third down plays. But I really think Thornhill should be up there. Uh, Bolton, he knows what he's doing. He's a rookie. He's been figuring out. Thornhill should be out there. And I think when Gay comes back, it's going to help the run defense a lot better. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because one thing about agree. Gay is he just hits the hole and hits it hard. It yeah, may not be the right thing, but craziness is coming their way. Oh, God, yeah, and, and I 100% agree with you. As far as Nick Bolton is concerned, he's a beast. Uh, he's a rookie. He's going to make his mistakes. But for the most part, in my opinion, he's played like – really, he's played like a guy that's been in the league a couple of years. Um, he's going to have his mistakes here and there, but for the most part, he's done very well. As far as Neiman is concerned, he is a situational player. There's times he should be in the game because he's proven he should be in the game. And then there's times that they need to rotate him out. Dan's problem There's just no is, variety at the linebacker position. I don't mean to interrupt you, baby, but there's no variety. They're running with the same guys. And like, look, you have Dorno Daniel. He's probably one of their faster running backs. I mean, linebackers, let him play. I mean, it just makes no sense to me at this point. It really doesn't. And I agree with you. I mean, you're right. And as far as Sorensen's concerned, 
what I see with him, especially when I watch film, is that he is he's very fast. Okay, Sorensen's quick, but the problem with him is is that he's almost too quick for his own. He, his body out moves his brain, if that makes any sense. He he, his body moves quicker than his brain can comprehend, mm-hmm. and then he gets wh- he whiffs the play. That's because he's not really slowing himself down and he's missing the tackle and they and the that, defense can't even get lined up though too it's like we've been had this for how long yeah so. exactly so that's part of the problem i mean i, I think Sorensen, if he would just use his mind if his mind would catch up to his body he would be a lot more effective but it's not it's not happening um he, he's just and again, I agree with you. He needs to be a situational, maybe a third down, being there on third down plays and, you know, certain, maybe certain blitz packages, things of that nature. But as far as Thor- Thornhill is concerned, look, I can't really get into detail on that. I, I know some problems, but I can't get Change into Change is coming. Change is coming and he will be playing. It's just going to be a matter of some um how should i word this without going too far shakeups shakeups within um oh i guess management changes management shakeups let me just put it that way and i'll leave it at that okay the next question is from sorry the next question is from learn black history what is what is your thoughts for the game next week? I know it's early, but if we don't fix the defense, it's going to get ug- going to look ugly. I think the Chiefs can have an easier time against Josh Allen in the, in the Bills. I don't think they're the best team. I mean, we saw the show defense; they kind of shut them down. I don't think the defense is going to have a hard time, but I think they're going to come out with some fire and tenacity on Sunday night, and they're going to try to win. So I think that they're going to step it up, and they may even get some this week. We never know. Yeah, uh, I you know to to the credit of the chiefs defense the one thing that they did need and i think they got a little bit of it last Mm -hmm. week and this week is some confidence and they are going to be hopefully willie's playing next week and he's 100 percent. but with josh being the player that he is and Mm -hmm. his mindset of you know throwing the ball you know 60 yards downfield and thinking he's the best arm in the game I think that's going to help us, especially if I don't know if Ward's coming back next week or not. Um, I need to find that out. But um, I think our corners will be able to shut him down. I think Matthew will be able to shut him down. Matthew's mm-hmm. been very strong against Allen in the past. Yeah. And our corners have been very strong against Allen in the past. Let's just mm-hmm. – sorry, go ahead. No, sorry, I'm just saying – no, you're fine. So I think that it's going to be a lot harder for the Bills than they think it's going to be at this point. And Allen is not a very quick – He's not very quick at, I guess he's not the quickest uh, release guy in, in the league, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it's, you know, we got a really good chance next week. It's a Sunday night primetime game. We're very good in primetime games for the most part. Mm-hmm. And we usually run up, you know, run the score up pretty high. And I think, I think we got a really good chance of beating him, especially if we got Gordon in the game. Yeah. And it's our two third things on our side. I feel like so. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the next question is from Kevin Mock. What's what's the status on Gage Jr. versus Buffalo? I think there's a good chance he plays. I wouldn't be surprised if he 
Joe, excuse me. I wouldn't be surprised if he does, but also there's a good chance they may make him wait a week. So they're just different. It's kind of too early to call right now in the beginning of the week. Yeah. Yeah. We'll find out something by probably Tuesday that if we see him, well, I mean, I'm hoping I find out something tomorrow, but if anything, um, we'll find out something hopefully by Tuesday, Wednesday at the latest, you know, if he's going to be able to play even in a limited capacity, mm. but, uh, I was always told, you know, that he was going to be, re- I, I can't say always, but, uh, for the most part, I was told he was going to be ready by week five and that's what it's okay. kind of looking like. So. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, the next question is from goat Patty. His question, why does back still have a job? We kind of already covered it. Hopefully something changes. There's really no, we can say about that right there. Unfortunately. Yeah. It's not, it's not all spags and yes, he is the coordinator, but there's other coaches involved and you know, there's only so much he can do at this point. So I think changes are coming. I know they are, but it's just going to take a little bit of time. It just is Mm -hmm. what it is. You can't, you can't say that when you had a team that went sixth overall, 17th overall, and then, yeah, they're struggling right now, but things will change. It'll, it'll be okay. So I agree. I agree. Uh, the next question is, well, we got three from Gary and we kind of already answered them, but we'll go through Ben Demon. Why is he on the defense? Why does Spax have a job and why is Thornhill on the bench? So Ben Neiman, why is he on defense? He still can contribute to this team. He's still good. Give him time. He should have had a, should have had a forced fumble today. Let's not get down the man. Everything will be okay. Yeah. Why does Spax don't have a job? Give him time. It's only a week. It's about to be week five. Everything will work out. It's going to be okay. The wise throw on the bench. I think he'll be starting pretty soon, especially after we saw today. Yeah. Uh, again, we've covered this numerous times. Neiman has his spurts of greatness, and we don't have a whole lot of options at this point. There's one of your answers. But um, as far as Spags is concerned, look, he's a four-time Super Bowl defensive coordinator. First time we've ever had one. He's won three of those four. And he did really change our defense for the better really quickly for the most part yes Mm -hmm. we're struggling a little bit right now but that will change and he's not a dumb man he sees the differences as far as thornhill's concerned i can't really get into the specifics on that i do know some of the reasoning behind this but i will say that it's it's internal it's, it's an internal situation that's getting slowly but surely fixed and he, he pl- and I was more confused today because I was like, why is he playing? Because they were getting beat on the first drive. And I'm just, I don't have nothing else to say. I'm just talking know, in circles man. at this point. I know. So. I know. It's frustrating. Yeah. Well, that's all the questions we have, man. Is there anything else you want to go over before we call tonight? You know, I, 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 I just want everybody to be um, a little more respectful to the players and to the team mm-hmm. and just be, um, I guess be happy with what you've had and what we've got right now. I understand it doesn't look so great at this point, but, or it hasn't looked so great, I guess, in some degree. Um, and I've even, you know, today was the first day that I can say that I was, I guess it wasn't even negativity. It was more of a, I guess, a critique on something that I've seen and I, I, I've said this a few times, but it, it's, it was really evident today again. And it was one specific area that I, I think needs to be more balanced out. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, the offense is playing very well. I agree. The, def- 
the defense played really honestly, other than being gassed last week, they played very well mm-hmm. this week. I mean, they're just wishy-washy right now and they, they've got to make some moves, some changes within player positions and they've got to make some rotations and put players mm-hmm. in that deserve to be put in. And I think that's coming. And again, I do know that they are, they have talked to other players and agents and that's just it. Time will tell if they're able to sign them or if they're willing to sign them. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say willing, don't take it like it's a desperate, you know, th- nobody's going to make a move out of desperation to sign somebody. So that wasn't what the Josh Gordon thing was. They signed him because he's very good at what he does and we need that other threat. And he's was the best option out there. He was better than a John Brown. I'm sorry, but he was. And there was other reasons why they passed over him and took Josh Gordon. Um, but some of this is positioning and some of it is what we have versus what we can go get. And if it's mm-hmm. worth going to get, okay, it's all about system who can fit within it who can pick mm-hmm. it up and if they can actually contribute to what we're our ultimate goal is. Mm-hmm. So yes, the, are they, I mean, look, Veach is the guy that talks to every player's agent that is available. He's never not talked to one single player that's available. If it's somebody that he wants to talk to. And uh-huh. I think he's even talked to players that he didn't really even want to talk to. He just does. That's just Veach. But again, the, it's just something that everybody has to be patient with. Don't get down on these players. Don't sit and slam them on social media. You know, you guys have got a really certain people have a really bad habit. If a, if a player puts out a tweet, you guys, it it could be, you know, it's my birthday. Oh, great. Play better on defense. Why don't you do this? Why don't you don't do that stuff? Just be positive. Mm -hmm. Last thing I got to say is this. I talked to a player, a friend of mine, that I've known forever uh, played back in the nineties, early two thousands. And the one thing that he said to me that really stuck, cause we used to hang out together all the time. And, mm-hmm. and he said, you know, because I asked him, I said, do you remember a time that you just got obliterated by fans? And he goes, no. And I said, you know, the social media has really kind of made it hard because, you know, and there are players out there that don't even have like Alex Smith. He doesn't have social media. Mm-hmm. But he said, you know, even he said, do you remember when you used to go out? You know, we go to lunch, we go to dinner, whatever the case was. We got the shit kicked out of us, you know, that Sunday. And, you know, you and I are out on a Tuesday night and people would walk up to us and say, hey, man, you know what? You got beat. But so what? It's going to be better next week. And I'd say, yeah, I do remember that. Well, that's how it needs to be. We don't need to be the Philadelphia fans. We don't need to be the Bills fans. We don't need to be the Giants fans. We need to be the fans that respect our players and respect mm-hmm. what they've done for us over the last nine years or eight years or however long it's been since Andy Reid's been here. Mm-hmm. Because we didn't have this before that. Does anybody remember the 2-14 and 14 season? A lot of these guys are too young to remember that, but I yeah, do. Yeah, a lot of these fans don't remember that. And I'm 
23 now, and I remember that season. It was pretty bad. It, it was. was pretty bad. Now, granted, I wasn't on Twitter at the time, and I imagine people were saying stuff, but it hasn't gotten to that. I don't think people were, like, outwardly bashing them that I could see, and that was still in the beginning phases of social media. Yeah. So, yeah. so everyone knew just... they were bad, but if you met a Chiefs a player up in person, you weren't going to really say that. No. You would say good luck and everything. Exactly. I mean, they didn't look at the bright side like, okay, we had one of the best wide receivers in the league. You know, we had a Dwayne Bow that just nobody really talks about, but it was one of the phenomenal, one of the, he was just a phenomenal mm-hmm. player, you know, a great wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So it's just things that you got to look at and say, okay, yes, we're having issues. Yes, we'll get this fixed. Frustration's going to come out and everybody, but don't bash the players. Don't sit there and do that kind of stuff because they see it and it just, mm-hmm. it does nothing but make it worse. And, and yeah. Caleb and I will tell you, we talked to a Philadelphia, we were on a Philadelphia podcast twice actually we one with ours and one with his we were actually on a youtube channel with him and he said it himself you know the fans ran carson wits out of out of philadelphia Mm -hmm. okay it wasn't that they wanted him to leave the fans ran him out he wanted to leave and we don't want Mm -hmm. that to happen we don't want players to leave because of that and if people say they're soft or whatever the thing is it doesn't matter you know it doesn't matter if you think they're soft if you think whatever it's they're people they're human Mm -hmm. beings you know it's like you know us going to your job and saying you suck at whatever you do whether it's mcdonald's or whatever you guys do for a living you know i mean you it's you can't just sit and be bashed all day long by people that one you don't even know and two you could never fill their shoes Mm -hmm. in one second if you could go out there and do it so much better than go out there and do it but don't bash them if you can't it's that simple so that's all I got to say. Let's just be kinder to people. I mean, I thought this pandemic was going to make people nicer and it's actually made them some of them a lot worse. So let's just, uh, let's just be a lot nicer to people and we mm-hmm. will, we'll get a lot further in life. Oh, and by the way, don't forget about the giveaway that's going on. Nice, beautiful Tyreek uh, Hill signed authentic NFL football. You guys have an opportunity to win it. Retweet, like, follow all three of the pages and you will, somebody's going to win a great football. Um, just especially follow after the game he had, especially mm-hmm. after this game, what a phenomenal game he had mm-hmm. and what a great giveaway. We had no clue. He was going to have a great game like this. We just decided to give that specific giveaway away today. Mm-hmm. And he had a phenomenal game. Yep. And, and we have, uh, I think, I think 10 more for the season. I'm not sure, but several more um, things ready to yeah, go. Yeah, we got several more things to go for the season, but make sure you guys are in on this one. And uh, again, once we hit 40,000 followers, you guys are going to pee your pants when you see what we get, what we got for you. So uh, mm-hmm. keep following Chiefs Focus and make sure you uh, hit that retweet and like button. That being said, great win today, man. Happy birthday again, brother. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yep, and um, we will talk to you guys next week. Next time, Chief Skinner. God bless. Peace out.